الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألهاكم التكاثر حتى زرتم المقابر كلا سوف تعلمون ثم كلا سوف تعلمون إلى آخر السورة وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام قد أفلح من أسلم ورزق كفافاً وقنعه الله بما آتاه صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Respected علماء حفاظ elders and brothers in Islam السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته in the world of literature, a certain style of writing that has gained much popularity and much currency in the recent years is the writing style of self-development, self-growth, and self-improvement. To the extent that the best-selling books in bookstores today are books regarding self-development and self-improvement. So you will find books like How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, Five Tips on nutrition, 10 ways on how to become a millionaire before you reach the age of 40. So even though there might be some apparent benefit 
in reading literature of this nature, articles of this nature, books of this nature, as Muslims, as those who have Iman in our hearts, our primary source of guidance, our primary source of direction should always be the quran kareem and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describing the Qur'an in the Qur'an, He mentions, Ya ayyuhannasu qad jaatkum maw'idatum min rabbikum wa shifa'un lima fi O mankind, certainly advices have come to you from your Rabb, a cure for that which lies within the hearts of man. It is a source of guidance and a source of mercy for those who have brought Iman. And describing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Certainly, in the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is an excellent role model, an excellent example for you. Who better an example than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for us? With that being said, respected elders and friends, I want to share with you a beautiful hadith and a lesson that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam advised us with and conveyed to us. And in this hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam highlights two challenges that we as believers face as far as our spiritual growth, our self-development as human beings is concerned. He highlights these two challenges that we face. And it is a hadith that is recorded by Imam Tirmidhi rahmatullahi alayhi and it is also recorded by Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullahi alayhi in his, mus- in his musnad. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that imagine that you are an onlooker onto a grazing land. And now you see in front of you a flock of sheep that is being grazed or looked after by a shepherd. And then on the other hand you see two wolves that are hungry, they are starving, they are famished. And the shepherd who is grazing the flock of sheep now leaves the flock of sheep unattended for a few moments, for a few minutes, he goes away. Now these two wolves set their eyes on this flock of sheep. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asks us this, and how beautiful he, he, he says, or he gives us these advices in the form of a parable. This is the parable and the picture that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam paints for us. And he says, can you imagine the damage that these two wolves would do to the flock of sheep that is unattended? Can you imagine the havoc that they would wreak? Can you imagine the devastation that would be as a result of these wolves that are let loose on the flock of sheep? They would rip them apart. They would devour them. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam essentially is saying, take this damage and place it on one side. Now imagine that a person has these two qualities within his heart. They are far more damaging and devastating to the iman of a believer, to the growth of a believer, to the character of a believer as a human being as well than the damage that is caused by the two hungry wolves on the unattended flock of sheep. What are these two qualities that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam highlights for you and I? Hirsul mar'i ala al-mal An obsession that one has with the acquisition of wealth. Hirsul mar'i ala sharafi lidinihi An obsession that one has with the acquisition of fame, recognition. He wants acknowledgement from others. These are the two qualities which are devastating to the iman of a believer. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَا ذِئْبَانِ جَائِعَانِ 
أرسل في غنم بأفسد لها من حرص المرء على المال والشرف لدينه So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives us these advices these two pitfalls Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is warning us about that be careful of these two downfalls of the believer two pitfalls that you should be very very careful of let us take a closer look at the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He uses the word hirs. In the hadith, he uses the word hirs. That a person has hirs for wealth. A person has hirs for fame and acknowledgement. Hirs, we translated it as obsession. To have an obsession. But ulama explained it's something which is far more greater than that. Ishtaddat raghbatuhu ilayh. Where a person has an unflinching desire for something. An insatiable appetite for the acquisition of something. This is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is highlighting for us in this hadith. And it's important for us to distinguish between an aspiration for wealth, to have a desire for wealth, and at the same time it's important for us to highlight when a person now has an obsession for wealth. There's a difference between the two. Because when we look at the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the ayat of the Qur'an holistically, we find in so many cases Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself, he advises us to go out and to earn. Sahaba radiyallahu anhum, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed them with so much of wealth. Abdurrahman ibn Awf radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, Uthman bin Affan radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, amongst many other sahaba, Allah had blessed them with so much of wealth. But the difference was they did not obsess over this wealth. Their hearts were always connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They utilized that wealth, they spent that wealth to gain proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In fact, regarding Uthman radiallahu ta'ala anhu, it's mentioned that he contributed unprecedented amounts in the expedition of Tabuk and likewise many other expeditions. So this was a blessing for them. Wealth or rather the acquisition of wealth for our Sahaba radiallahu anhum was a blessing for them instead of a fitna and a challenge for them. Jalaluddin Rumi rahmatullahi alayhi mentions a very beautiful example and he tries to explain the relationship of man with wealth and he gives an example of a boat that is sailing on water. So he says that as long as the boat is on the water, the boat will be able to sail smoothly, you will be able to transport goods smoothly, you will be able to transport passengers safely as long as the boat is on the water. But no sooner does the water enter the boat, creep into the boat, now the passengers' lives are compromised, your goods are compromised, the boat compromised. As the water levels rise in the boat, the boat will now begin to sink lower. And lower. Likewise is the relationship of man with wealth or the aspiration of wealth. When the mahabba and the love of the acquisition of wealth now creeps into a person's heart to the point where now he compromises his speech, he compromises his akhlaq, his iman is compromised, his salah is compromised, his obligations to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is compromised. Then just like how the boat sank lower and lower into the water, his iman will also sink lower and lower. And again, to qualify what we are saying, if a person has an aspiration for wealth and his intentions are correct, so he has a savings plan, he has a contingency plan, alhamdulillah, he has a thriving business. This is fine. It's not only allowed, but rather it's recommended in being. It's recommended in being as long as the person does not obsess or he doesn't hanker over the acquisition of wealth. But no sooner does these conversations such as investments, his uh, business, these things now begin to define a person and every single waking moment of this person's life is how can I get this next business deal or how can I secure these goods. In fact, when he comes for salah, then the only thing that he's worried about is his business 
or this meeting that he has to attend, this debtor that owes him money, this creditor that he owes money to. When he goes to sleep, then he wants to see his bank balances. When he wakes up in the morning, then before reciting the dua of waking up in the morning, he wants to see whether he should buy or sell on easy equities. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So this is the balance that sharia and deen advises us with. Not to obsess over wealth. And the verses that I recited at the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala highlights a similar thing. And he uses the word takathur. Alhaakum takathur. Hatta zurtumul maqabir. That, oh man, takathur has made you oblivious of your responsibilities on this earth. Takathur has made you oblivious of your obedience to Allah and His Messenger. Takathur means for a person to go out and to worry about getting more and more and more, obsessing over acquiring more and more, and gathering more and more. In fact, some Mufassirun also explain that it's not just about wanting more, it's also about not appreciating what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you now. And subhanallah, that is the world that we live in today. Each and every moment we are shown or it's marketed to us and it's advertised of how a person now needs to secure the next thing. And we are taught not to appreciate what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Whereas Islam teaches us that appreciate that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you now. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, The kafir has made you oblivious until you reach the qabr. So this person, until he puts his foot in the grave, all that he's concerned about is acquiring more, obsessing over more. Kalla sawfa ta'lamoon, soon you will come to know. Kumma kalla sawfa ta'lamoon, soon, then soon you will come to know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala emphasizes this point. When will you come to know? On the day of the Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions you, questions you on that day. A person now will realize how much of time he wasted obsessing over the acquisition of more and over the acquisition of uh, more wealth. He delved into consumerism and materialism. And subhanAllah, speaking about valuing time and wasting time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very beautifully follows the surah of takathur, surah to takathur, the surah of time, wal-asr. So Mufassirun explained that man is at a loss. Inna al-insana lafi Mufassirun explained that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to indicate to us that don't waste your time in takafir. Don't waste your time in this, 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 this race where you have to hanker over the acquisition of more and more and more. This is the first obsession that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa speaks to us about. The second obsession that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa speaks to us about is when a person has a sharaf. When a person has this desire that others now should recognize the good that he does. Ulama explained that this is a natural quality which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed a person with. A person generally has this aspiration if no one recognized the good that he does. then a person would feel as though he never did a good job. Or he was not appreciated. He won't be motivated to do other good deeds. But again, drawing a balance. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying don't obsess over the fact that you want others to appreciate you and acknowledge you. If it festers in your heart to such a point where now you expect others to acknowledge what you are, what you are doing, to praise you for, for what you are doing, then this is now becoming harmful and detrimental to the Iman and the Islam of a believer. And again, I mention it again that it's important for us to understand the balance between obsessing and having an aspiration for fame. In the hadith of Muslim Sharif, Abu Dhar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Ya Rasulullah, a person does good, يَعْمَلُ عَمَلًا مِّنَ الْخَيْرِ 
in our context, we just exited the most beautiful month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us many more beautiful Ramadans. Just like this one, Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. And accept the ibadah that we did in the month of Ramadan. So now I become habitual in my recitation of the Quran. I become punctual with my salah. I attach myself to a circle of knowledge. I go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I link myself up with a spiritual mentor, a guide, a murshid. Now, we need to ask ourselves this question, that this ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, this level of spirituality that we enjoy, which is a ni'mah from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is it driving me to the point where now I remind others about it? I expect acknowledgement from others regarding it? Then I'm afraid that before our scale of deeds becomes heavy, it will go empty. As quick as it became heavy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it such that now it goes empty and there's nothing that it will hold no weight. Why? Because we lack sincerity and we lack ikhlasul amal. Ikhlasul amal. That is so important. That is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is advising us about. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the point of obsessing over wealth, which I forgot to mention earlier, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that a successful person قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ أَسْلَمْ وَرُزِقَ كَفَافًا وَقَنَّعَهُ اللَّهِ That a person delves into consumerism and materialism because he feels that way, that's where his success lies. That's where his happiness lies. And then no sooner does he delve into consumerism and materialism, now things become blurry for him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, let me tell you who a successful person is. Do you want to know who a successful person is? Let me tell you. He says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ أَسْلَمْ Successful is that person who has submitted to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَرُزِقَ كَفَافًا And he is sustained with that which is sufficient for him. وَقَنَّعَهُ اللَّهُ بِمَا آتَاهُ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made him content with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given him. This is the most important point, respected elders and friends. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is highlighting to us that this is a ni'mah that we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for contentment. So if a person has a palatial home and he's content, alhamdulillah, that is the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon this person. If a person has a small flat or basic standard car and he's content, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah has blessed him with qana'ah. Then this is a blessing from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which a person should strive for, he should make dua for. Very, very important qana'ah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted to us respected elders and friends. Coming back to the point of fame, Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, as we mentioned, he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, a person does some good. And now people come and praise him. Is this person showing off? Is he now desiring acknowledgement and recognition from others? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَذَلِكَ عَاجِلُ بُشْرَى عَمَلِ الْمُؤْمِنِ That in fact is a glad tidings for him from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So over and above the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to reward this person for doing that action with ikhlas al-amal, with sincerity, and in his, he's sincere in his intention for doing that action. So over and above the reward that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has secured for him in the akhirah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it such that people will now begin to accept him, people will begin to love him, people will now begin to acknowledge him and recognize him. But the main thing is, your intention has to be right. Ikhlas al-amal. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in another hadith, he mentions that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves a person, 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls Jibreel, that, O oh Jibreel, I love so and so, you love him and announce to the people of the sky that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves this particular individual. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places acceptance, recognition, fame, popularity and prominence for this particular individual on earth. So this is the balance that Sharia is teaching us. This is the balance that we should strive for. To summarize respected elders and friends, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam again advises us Two key challenges that we face as far as our self-growth, the spiritual growth is concerned. Hirsul mar'i ala al-mal wa An obsession, again obsession for the acquisition of wealth, materialism, consumerism. And number two is an obsession for fame, recognition and popularity. The damage that these two qualities can do to a human being is far greater than the damage that two hungry wolves can do to an unattended flock of sheep. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us contentment in whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ikhlasul amal. That whenever we do anything for the sake of Allah subhanahu it should be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with our hearts turning towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the tawfiq of making amal for whatever was mentioned. وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين